right, everyone, welcome back to a new season of Sideline Stories. This is season three, episode one. Today, I'm joined by Kirby Porter, founder of New Game Labs. How are you doing today, Kirby? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this. Thanks for taking the time. Could you just start with a quick introduction, introducing yourself? Yes. Um, so I'm the founder of New Game Labs, and really the mission, vision, uh, goal of the company is to help athletes succeed through content creation. I've always had a passion for helping athletes succeed in general, in business, uh, life after sports, and um, really kind of came through my journey as an athlete. I played basketball at Harvard, um, and while I was there, I always saw examples of like our alums that would go on to do just amazing things. And I remember, as always, as my freshman year, I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to like make that transition and have basketball just be the beginning of an amazing chapter. Um, and so coming out of college, I started my career in sports marketing at PepsiCo. And during that time is when I started to formulate this idea or this passion. Um, and it came out in this podcast that I started called Court to Corporate, which is all about helping athletes transition into the business world. And so ran that podcast for about two years, literally just like makeshift, like kind of doing it on my own, you know, ordering a mic on Amazon and probably recording on Skype at that time. <laughs> it wasn't anything uh, crazy production wise, but it really helped me build a community and grow my personal brand and helped me learn all the skills that I'm applying to building my company today. Um, so from that point, I worked in venture capital for about a year and a half at a sports VC firm and was still kind of pursuing this passion for athletes and business and content. Um, and then at the top of 2022, I started New Game Lab. 2022. Yes, it's 2023. Uh, I started New Game Labs um, kind of with that mission, but recharged because at that time, the NIL rule changes had just happened. Um, There's a boom of innovation in the creator economy. And I really see content and the creator economy more broadly as a vehicle um, to kind of push that initial vision that I had forward. Um, so that's what I do today. I have a podcast. Um, I have a membership that goes like further into detail about like the strategies and tactics that athletes can use to build their brands through content creation. And then also excited to partner with different sports organizations on education. Very cool. And for the membership piece, is that going to be capped at a certain amount of athletes or a certain number of athletes? And is it also going to be open to um, creators who aren't athletes? Yes. So um, to the first question, it will not be capped at a certain amount, but I do anticipate, I want the first year to be like the first 1000 true fans. I don't believe in creating for the masses. I believe in creating for very specific target personas. I know we were talking about this before we got started, but even in the messaging in the marketing and quote unquote promotion of it, I make it very clear that this is for athletes that are passionate about content creation. And I know that's a small amount, but I know that through speaking to them and them specifically, um, it will one, work well. And then two, it will kind of like grow that amount of people that want to get involved in this movement over time. But first year, I'm really focused on getting those 1,000 true fans, as Kevin Kelly calls it. And then it is available to people that are sports creators. That's even how I think about the positioning for New Game Labs more broadly, because guess what? For 99% of athletes, we're only playing our sport for four years at that high level. And then we mm. go on to do what I'm doing, where I'm not an athlete, I'm a sports creator. But a lot of people still carry that identity. And so I definitely um, do open it up to people that are in this world and are passionate about this topic more broadly. Awesome. And then 
One thing that I wanted to kind of have you touch briefly on is, you know, New Game Labs doesn't just fall out of the sky or, or appear magically from thin air. So could you talk kind of your three past adventures that really stood out to me were, were Court to Corporate. So um, the podcast, which was a resource and community um, to help athletes prepare for life after sports. And then you had Ideas to Assets, which was a consultation program to help athletes one-on-one, educate them and help them with the creator economy. And then you had endorsements to equity, which sounded more like a content series um, creating that you created to showcase professional athletes um, that kind of changed the way, paved the new way. Um, Could you just quickly talk about maybe one thing you learned from each of those ventures and how it helps you build New Game Labs? That's such a great question. I honestly, I don't think I've like talked about each of those uh, all together. I've always, uh, Court to Corporate is always a part of the story, but not the other two. And I think they're equally as important Um, because after Court to Corporate, ideas to assets kind of came into the picture of me being, it honestly kind of marked evolution from Court to Corporate. Um, I think what I learned is knowing when to close a chapter as a creator and that your idea and passion and creative aspiration can start with one thing, but it doesn't always have to be there. And I think after two years, I learned that, okay, I'm super passionate about this idea of helping athletes in business. And I think I've run the course on the athlete transition narrative because I was discovering this new passion, as you can hear the excitement of my voice for the creator economy. And I just had to allow myself to evolve. And that's how Ideas to Assets kind of came about. And it was also at a point where I'd been publishing free content for two years. And I naturally had the question, how do I monetize this, right? And um, I think a natural first step for a lot of creators is to go into consultation um, as a first step. I do think looking back, I probably would have done something more related to like evolving the podcast and evolve and monetizing the podcast, but let me learn. Um, but ideas to assets, one really taught me the power of one-to-one connection with your audience. You can publish the content, you can, you know, uh, chat in the comments and you can DM people back and forth, but really talking to your audience is super, super powerful, no matter if it's five people or 10 people or a hundred people. And so that gave me the insight of what I'm doing with the membership today that I don't want to just publish content at my audience of athletes and creators. I want to create a forum where we can have like roundtable discussions, right? And I can talk to them ongoing because that just feeds better and better and better ideas. So ideas to assets was like knowing when to close a chapter, um, trying to figure out how to monetize my passions at the time, and then also taught me the power of consumer feedback. And then with endorsements to equity, that was kind of like an offshoot during that court to corporate period. So this is before ideas to assets launched. And um, for me, that was such a fun creative project. I remember being in my apartment in New York and like, it's like a Friday night, a Saturday night, so like literally over the course of this one weekend, the idea came to me and I executed the whole thing. And I was like chopping up videos and iMovie and just like all this, all this crazy stuff, probably a bunch of like copyright infringements. Like, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but uh, that taught me the power of like just acting on your ideas. Like when the inspiration strikes, like just act on it. Uh, Cause that it, it really like looking back on it, I'm like, that was kind of good. You know, like it was, it was kind of all right. Um, mind you, it wasn't high production or anything, but for what I knew at the time, it was, it was good. 
Um, and then also through studying that, I think that helped me develop a bigger picture of how to apply this passion. Before, as mentioned, I was applying it through a career transition narrative. And then this thing I was studying of athletes that were investing in startups and um, starting their own funds and starting their own companies and being owners. It made me think bigger and like, oh, there's this world of startups and venture capital and investors and, you know, ended up working at a venture capital firm. But I, it wasn't like I studied that and I was like, I want to go work in BC. I think it just opened my eyes. And so when that opportunity came around, I'm like, oh, okay, like I can kind of see myself doing this. So I think that taught me the power of content being a way to discover yourself as an athlete or a content creator. Very insightful. I appreciate you sharing that and glad that the question was able to kind of help you think about it um, for the first time like that. Um, Kind of moving along, how does being a former student athlete, especially at the division one level, how does that help as you continue to build new game labs? So much. Um, I mean, I'll try not to give like the cookie cutter, like discipline like answer, because um, I mean, that does kind of come into play uh, as a solo founder, too. It's like it's it's you versus you every day. It's like you motivating yourself every day. No one's telling you what to do. Uh, you have to kind of develop the roadmap, the plan, the monthly, weekly, daily actions and like get up and do it. And no one's going to tell you to do it. So just that internal motivator or driver is huge. Um, I do always say, I think one thing that I learned from sports is like the power of like compound interest, I'll say it. So um, I am always okay with like working on something for a very long time and not seeing any results from it, but knowing that it's going to lead to something big. And that's what sports are, right? You're practicing every day. You're getting extra shots about your practice. You're doing all these little things um, when nobody's watching or when it's, when it doesn't count but you do it for the moment that it does count. And that's something I've always, always, always done. Like I treated court to corporate very seriously. I wasn't monetizing it, never monetized it. I was working on that after work every single day. I was working on it every single weekend. Um, I had the website ready to go. Like somebody was gonna reach out and be like, yo, let's pick this concept up. Like being ready before we have to get ready. And then doing the same things today. Like with New Game Labs, like showing up every single day and developing these things. And even if the project doesn't work out, not getting discouraged, you know, like I tried so many things in my first year of entrepreneurship that didn't work, but I I don't take it personally. I'm just like, okay, that didn't work. Next thing, you know? So I think that ability to just like move forward from things, I think the mentality piece of it is like the biggest thing that I've learned or the biggest thing that I've carried from sports. So having a sounds like also kind of having a short memory, you know, if you make a mistake and whether it's I played volleyball, you played basketball, you know, if if you, you know, bad pass turnover on your end, are you going to sprint back on defense and make a play or are you going to like lament on, you know, that mistake and let them get a breakaway layup? Um, But thank you for sharing that and kind of moving along here. I know we only have a a few minutes left. Um, What makes athletes especially fit to be creators in your eyes oh um so i think athletes have a few things going for them uh for for whatever reason people are enamored by athletes like just the mark of athlete it carries a lot of weight and when we're in it we might not realize it but sometimes you need like that outside reminder of like how special it is especially if you are playing at a division one 
uh, at NCAA what level in general, right? Like you are a part of a small percentage of a small percentage of a small percentage. So people have always been, um, I don't know, like they've always idealized athletes at every level, right? And so that has led to this like mega stardom that a lot of the biggest athletes have. Um, but I do think for the say younger generation of athletes, they're kind of all getting the halo effect with NIL. Everyone wants to work with a college athlete. Just say you're a college athlete and, you know, opportunity comes basically. And so there's this idea of like, how can you capitalize on the moment and the moment that you're in? How can you strike while it's hot? That's super, super important. Um, just being aware of the dynamics that are at play. So that's the first thing. Um, I, th I think the second thing is that, you know, it is kind of just this generation that we're in, that you and I are in, that this younger generation is in. We just grow up through content. So I think before this idea of an athlete being a content creator was an anomaly, sure. Like maybe it was novel and few and far between and you needed to build a media production company and you needed a team and you didn't know how to do it, et cetera. Today, not so, not so rare. You know, it's like if everyone's grown up or if everyone is coming into college with a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, maybe they're a creator first, you know? So I kind of try to push the, the, um, the needle here on like, how are we defining who these people are? And maybe we are just multifaceted to begin with at, in, within this younger generation. Um, mm. So I think it's a generation thing that today's people that are playing in college um, are naturally content creators. Like that's kind of what I believe. And um, they also have the NIL athlete halo effect and it makes just the best, best of both worlds. Very cool. I, I definitely think that there's a lot to be said about you know, back then, a few years ago, 10, maybe 10 or 20 years ago, too, like, you know, we're waiting for athletes to finish their professional playing career. And then like, maybe some will be an analyst or a commentator in, in the booth and or a broadcaster. And, and now we're seeing just a way larger amount of ways where athletes are being involved as creators and also as investors and, and businessmen and businesswomen and um, you know, Naomi Osaka starting her own agency at, at such a young age. Um, I just think that it all, it's all happening so fast. Um, and additionally, I kind of wanted to ask you, how can athletes as creators and the creative economy within sports, how can it create a more equitable playing field for all? Because statistically, the majority of influencers we see across social media are white. But in addition to just representation, what are some ways the sports creator economy is uniquely positioned to strive to building a more equitable society? Mm, that's an important question. I mean, uh, zooming out from sports, a lot of the talking that I've done in the past year is like, how can the creator economy and Web3 support Black creators in general? And like the creator economy more broadly and like the inequalities within it are probably the same within the sports creator economy and just like who is uplifted, who is not, who's kind of doing the same things, but gets, gets more attention because they are what they are. And um, again, going back to the point of like acknowledging the unfortunate realities of how some things are. Um, but with that said, I do think that content creation um, has a really unique opportunity for women's sports and particularly underrepresented uh, players within women's sports to like, 
take matters into their own hands, basically. Like, okay, we might not get all the visibility and we might not get all, you know, just the spotlight from traditional media on us, but you know what? How much does that matter anymore? Because we can cultivate our own audience and our own brand and our own platforms uh, from TikTok, from YouTube, from LinkedIn. Like that's the premise of the creator economy. It's like you don't need the the middleman or the endorser to make you cool. You can make yourself cool. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really powerful, simple reminder for athletes that are uh, in these positions where they're like overlooked, overshadowed, um, and you know not receiving equitable attention. Like you know, play the game, and like we we have to use the tools that are at our disposal uh, to make strides. And then also, uh, people on the other side in the industry have to support them and mm-hmm. ensure that there are initiatives and like do our part too. Um, and in spe- specifically building things for them. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. Um, and then kind of the final two questions as we're wrapping up. First, what's one piece of advice you would give to an athlete who isn't sure where to start on their creative journey? And then kind of like a, a 1B, like same question, but for a non-athlete, just because I'm sure a lot of people tuning in are also interested but may not be athletes. But I'd love to kind of hear your your answer for both. Um, okay, one tip for an athlete, uh, I always say like, go beyond the jersey. So the whole thing now is like, you don't pick a niche, you are the niche. Um, and you don't, you don't say I want to be a sports business creator, or I want to be um, a tech creator, or this or that, whatever, like you are the niche, and maybe not so much in like LinkedIn and Twitter and like professional driven platforms. But go on TikTok and like that or Instagram. And like, that's, that's what works well when people show holistically who they are. So if growing your brand is literally just showing who you are, it should relieve a lot of pressure to feel like you need to get expertise and get a team and do all these things, like literally show who you are and that, you know, unedited, raw, unfiltered, kind of messy content works today. And that's a great way for you to get in and then it's probably going to spark a bunch of other ideas. I'm like, okay, cool. I got this. I can go do a podcast. I can do a newsletter. I can start an agency. I can do all these things because I have I have this audience. So mm. just kind of like start where you are and like embrace kind of how the tides are turning with content today to being more just about being yourself. Like on LinkedIn, like, yes, I literally publish daily about like creator economy, one, because I love it. And uh, two, I think it's so important to get that education out there. But like, on Instagram and TikTok, I'm like, I'm going to be myself. Yeah, I'm going to sprinkle in my thought leadership, but I'm also going to show myself going to the gym. I'm also going to show myself going to heat. You know, I'm also going to show myself having fun with my friends, like, or just all these things, the books that I read, like, these are all the things that make me me. And that's what works on these channels. So do that. And then for people that are not athletes, um, I think, well, maybe like, within the world of sports, I think there's such a unique opportunity for those creators to like, um still have like and like create their lane within sports i think of a lot about like basketball content creators or just like gaming creators and like these people that like build around kind of like a sport and like build a persona around the sport i think that's really fascinating and you see this crossover between like athletes want to be creators and then also like creators want to be athletes like the logan paul example um mm-hmm. so i think that's an interesting opportunity today for like yeah, there can be a crossover both ways. So even if you didn't play sports, like you're welcome to to be in the arena. 
Absolutely. I think the, the, you know, Logan and Jake Paul, those are, those are good examples of, you know, they started on Vine and now they're big into boxing. They're still creators, but they try to be athletes. Um, and I think that a lot of, a lot of very insightful, um, you know, a lot of insight into that answer as well. Um, so at this time, Kirby, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time. The floor is yours. If there's anything else you'd like to add, any shout outs, but also where people can find you to follow along with the journey. Yes. So I'm Kirby Porter on all channels, basically. And then um, creators are probably listening to this. So join New Game Labs Pro if that sounds appealing to you. It's our membership where we really go into the how to's of what it takes to start, grow, monetize a successful brand online as an athlete or as mentioned, as a sports creator, you're also welcome. So thank you for having me.